Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones, and our senior pastor is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. We are located at 316 Catherine Street, Syracuse, New York, 13202. May our deaconess Rivers bring the word. Amen. like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nobody like him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise and honor for who you are. It's not about us, but it's all about you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to even be here today. Thank you for waking us up this morning in our right minds. Hallelujah. We give you, Lord, all the glory. And all the honor and all the praise because it belongs to you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. There ain't nothing we do so good that you woke us up this morning, but because of your grace and your mercy. We thank you. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father God. I thank you. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your words that you're going to speak today. Thank you for putting the word in my mouth, Father God, that when I open that you will speak, Father God, not according to my will, but that your will shall be done. It's not about me, but it's about a conversation that I had with you. Hallelujah. That I just want to share with your people because you gave me revelation and understanding to the distress that I was under by thinking about this word. And it's about your house, your church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The vision, hallelujah, is not of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for being a God of order. We thank you for being in full control. No matter what it looks like, we know that you are in control. Father God, we thank you for being chosen by you. Hallelujah. Not by man, but by you. You gives the orders. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give you glory, and I give you honor, and I give you total praise. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This word had me so wrapped up for the last few weeks, and I... And I was sitting in my daughter's house the other day and just sitting there still just thinking and having a conversation with the Lord. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. The world is one thing, but we're talking about God's house. 
talking about God's children. Those that said, I am a child of God. Those that represent the kingdom. Those that walk around with the titles and all this want that God placed in the house over his children. I'm talking about us. I ain't talking about the world. I'm talking about us. And it stressed me out so because I see all the division and all the discord and how the body of Christ is divided. This election has brought out some ugly stuff. But I think that God allowed it to be revealed so we can get it together. We can get it together. It's not about us. We're doing God's work. It's not about us. We're supposed to be the light. The light. The salt. That's who we are. That's who we are. We're not ones to sit up here and cause division to the body of Christ. We shouldn't be doing that because the world is watching. And if they see us acting a fool, it don't give them no reason to want to come over here on this side. Because they're watching us. We're divided amongst ourselves. How can a house be divided? We can't stand together if we're in division. God is a God of order and unity. He's not a God of division. But this is what has happened. And they, we got a mockery going on through the body of Christ because of leadership. Those that God has put in place over his children. If we're not rooted and grounded in God, we will stray. Because what sense does it make to be want to be a part of this mess when the world already chaotic just stay on out there in it? You understand? But when I come up in here, there should be a difference in what I see in here. Amen. I shouldn't have to deal with in here what I'm dealing with out there. This is supposed to be our, our peace, our refuge, this here. It's not coming up in here and, and I'm sowing seeds to everybody. That's this. Oh, we're going to be divided against them over there. That's not God. I don't care if they're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic. We all are one body. God don't have no different parts of his body. It's one body. And that's who we are. That's who we are. We're not a divided part that we take the word and twist it to fit what we got going on. The devil is a liar. And there's no truth in him. But when we come here and we sit up in here and walk out there and wonder why our children are doing their thing, because they're watching us. They ain't got no reason to get it right because we don't have it together. Been in church for hundreds of years and still sowing seeds of division and discord. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The wrath of God come to his house first. Watch out, church, because we're going to get it. We're going to get it first before they got it out there. That's right. We're going to get it. Because we should have it together in here. We should be winning souls, not kicking them out the door and making them stay out there. They looking at us laughing. They laughing because they see how divided we are. Leaders. Leaders are supposed to be children of God that stand for righteousness. They stand with the fear of God in everything they do. They stand for justice. They don't stand for division. But this is what we're seeing. This is what we're seeing today. I don't even like going on Facebook now because all I hear is about, oh, the church, look at them, look at them. Oh, look at the big names. Oh, look at them. They're a joke. Oh, look at this. That shouldn't be. 
that shouldn't be. That, that is a mockery against God's house. And we're going to have to stand accountable for that mockery. And as I sit there the other day, I'm, I'm just, just, just in a zone. I'm just, just dazed on out because I'm like, Lord, we, where do we mess up at? And it had me so stressed out. To the Holy Spirit, he's so lovable and he's such a gentleman. All I heard in my voice, in my spirit was that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I'm, I just started saying what I'm hearing and I just singing it. Lord, you are the lifter of my soul. You are the lifter of my peace. And I just started singing those words because that's what I was hearing. And my grandbaby, she loved music, so she heard me saying those words. She comes, she said, what are you listening at? I said, oh, I'm just saying some words. I'm just singing the words. And she said, well, what is it? And I said, well, I don't know. So I said, let me look it up. And so I, I tapped in the words that I was hearing myself say. And so I lifted up. Richard Smallwood came up, and I was like, I don't know. I pushed it on. And he started singing. And I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Amen. He gave me some peace in all the turmoil. And I was like, I don't even know the song. So I know it was you because you put the words in my spirit. And they, when I opened my mouth, they just started flowing out. And I didn't know the song. I just knew those lyrics. You're the lifter of my soul. Oh, yeah. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the strength of my contentment. Hold for all that I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. And I heard those words. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And it was like a burden just broke up off of me. And me and my grandbaby, we just started walking through the house. We just started saying those words. We didn't, we didn't know the whole song, but we knew those words right there. And we just started singing those words. And I sung those words through that house. And I walked back and forth and sung those words. And those words gave me peace. And when God gave me peace in that, I said, I know we're going to be all right, but we got to listen at the Holy Spirit. We got to be willing to listen at the Holy Spirit and let him lead and guide us. And it's not about what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. It's about what God is going to do in this house. We got to get it together. We got to get it together. And the Lord was taking me through some scriptures. And the scripture that really got me pressed out when I first found it and started reading it was 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 1 through 4. And it reads as this. Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesse said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his words was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun rises, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clear shining after the rain. And I'm focusing on verse 3. 
The God of Israel, the rock of Israel, spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Somewhere down the line, leadership has lost the fear of God. And you can tell it by how they're operating, by what they allow them to go on. And that's be you could be a leader in your home, a leader, teachers are leaders because they're leading our children. Amen. The police, they're supposed to be leaders, supposed to be doing things right. Look at how wayward that is. But in God's house, those that God put over the house supposed to be just leaders and they're supposed to fear God. So when you start doing things over here on your own and doing stuff according to how you want it done, shows me that you're not fearing God at all. The mess that I'm seeing now in the body of Christ, oh, they have lost the reverence and respect for him, and they have lost the fear of him. Because anytime you can start doing things and calling wrong, right, and right, wrong, I know you ain't got no fear. You don't have no fear of him. You don't have it. God raised up. God sits down. Can he make it any more plainer? I'm just speaking his words. It's not mine. They're his words. He raises up and he put them down. God does. He put your leaders in place. You didn't get there on your own. Didn't nobody vote you in. God put it on their heart to put you in that spot. God did. Not the people. In this house, God called one servant, Brian Keith Hill Sr. And when God led me through those doors at 601 Irving Ave, God knew that I needed to be up under a leader that could show me what righteousness was. Because I've been in church. I've been in church since I was a little kid. I've seen some things in church that ought not to be. And things that I've witnessed, things that I've heard in churches should not have been. And it got my heart to go, you know what? They're preaching. They're singing in the choir. They're deacons and stuff, and they're doing this kind of thing. I can still do this over here and then come to church. And that's what I did for a very long time. Because I felt it didn't make no difference. If they call themselves saved and going to heaven, hey, I can go on over here and party too and come back because I'm going to heaven too because they're going. They're the leaders. And that's the way I felt. I had one foot in the world and one foot in the church because they didn't show me nothing good. They preached the word. They preached out of God's book. But I watched them. They wasn't living it. The way they was acting, they wasn't acting it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to read it too. Because they reading it and they preaching it. I'm going to read it. I read the book every day. Drunk or sober, I picked up the Bible. God is my witness. Every day. Drunk and sober. Even coming home from the Bible, I went to sleep. I opened up the Bible and read a couple of scriptures and go to sleep. I ain't know no different because I didn't see nothing good. When God directed me to this ministry, he knew I had to be under something to take all of that ugliness of what I have learned out because that wasn't God. And when I walked in the doors on 601 Irving, I placed my eyes on people that I knew that I can watch and learn from. And I watched Pastor and his wife because they was up over the church. And I said, I'm going to watch them and see 
if they're doing the same thing them ones who are doing all the other churches that I, I attended. But as I watched that man, whether it was family, friends, he treated everybody the same. When you came to him with an issue, he didn't take that one side and that one side because he knew this one long and then he knew that one. He didn't do that. I watched him, even with a drug dealer, against one of our members before. I watched him bring that drug dealer in just like he was a child of God and he loved on him just like he loved on the member. I watched him do that. And I was like, mm, that's God because you, you don't do stuff like that. That's not what I saw. And even with my own issues over these last couple of years, every time I came to him, in the flesh, you like, you want to feel like you're more important. And I want to come and feel like, okay, he's he going to make me feel like this here and, and put them down there. <laughs> that isn't what he did. He said, daughter, you might not like this here, but I'm going to tell you what thus says God. Amen. That's a child of God, too. You're serving the Lord, and they still sinning. But they are children of God, and it's a rule and a way for God that their souls could be saved. Amen. So you got to love on them. You can't hate them. And he said, my prayer for you is I'm going to pray that the Lord would not allow hatred and bitterness to build up in your heart. That's a leader. That's a servant. That's a man that fears God. He didn't come to make friends. He came to preach the word of God in season and out of season. He came to build up, not just the one that's a member, but to build up those that are lost. Those are leaders. That's a leader. And that's why I love him so, because he don't, he don't sugarcoat it. He tell you what God said. He don't take God's word and he don't twist it around. He tell you just what God said. And if you don't believe it, he'll say, go to such and such and such and read it for yourself. That's a leader. That's a leader. You don't take and you don't be so off into the world. God had blessed a whole lot of these people, these leaders. And now they're looking like, oh, I'm the man, I'm the woman because I'm up here. I got this and I got that. Anytime you take your eyes off of God, and start focusing on what you think you built. What you think you got. You're messing up. Because it is the Lord that giveth you the ability to create wealth. Not yourself. God give it to you. I don't care how much education you have. I don't care how book smart you are. God give you the ability to create wealth. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. Read it for yourself. I'm not saying I'm just speaking what thus says the word of God. Read it for yourself. You didn't get it on your own. God gave you the ability to get it. And anytime you take your eyes off of the source and put your eyes on yourself, then you start looking at what you got. And if it start willing it down, you're going to do whatever it takes to try to get it back up there. And I believe in my heart this is what we're seeing with these big leaders today. They have taken their eyes off of the source. Yes, 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 yes. And start putting their eyes on self. And now their hands is being washed. I ain't said it. God said it. I'm going to tell you the scripture. Deuteronomy 16 and 19 says you must never twist justice 
or show particularity, neither accept a bribe, for the bribes blind the eyes of the wise and the corrupt the decision of the godly. Mm -hmm. wow. This is what we are seeing. Your hands been washed. You're taking bribes. Now you're up there perverting God's word. Mm -hmm. People that have been following you. People that have trusted in your work and they thought you were so godly. Now they're sitting back and going, wow. If they're falling, we don't got a choice. We ain't got a chance. Their blood is on your hand because you knew the word, but yet you turned from the word and put your eyes on self and self-gain. And this is what we're seeing in the world today, in the body of Christ that has caused so much division and discord. God himself is going to bring correction because you have shamed God's house. You have shamed God's house. You, you put a mockery on God, on Christianity. You put a mockery of it. Now you got the world out there making fun of the body of Christ like we're a joke. All of us ain't sinning. All of us ain't been our hands washed. All of us not living wrong. All, a lot of us want to live right. A lot of us trying to do the things we need to do to get there, to get to that better home, to get that new body. We're not all washing our hands with the world. We're not all seeking worldly gain. What God has for you is for you. And can't no devil in hell take it from you. So why trip and slip and get out there and get your hands washed? By the enemy. And he going to do just what he did to Judas when he gave betrayed Jesus. Once he did his job, he going to laugh at him and mock him. That's what he did to him. He used him to do his dirty work because he thought he had victory over something, but he was fooled. But Judas, poor fella, what happened to him? Once he seen what was going on, he tried to take it back. You can't take back what you done done. Once you, once you do it, it's done. Ain't no taking back God. The only one have that power. We ain't got that power. When we do it, it's done. What we better do is repent and seek God. He said, turn from your wicked ways. If my people, his children, those who have professed that he is the Lord and head of my life. He's the lover and keeper of my soul. His people. If my people who are called by my name, you're calling yourself a child of God? You're called by my name. Seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then when I hear from heaven and forgive your sins. That's the word of God. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. That is the word of God. If my people, you're professing that you're a child of God, I will advise you to repent of the wrong that you're doing, the seeds that you're sowing, that are causing a mockery against God's house. Because you have brought damnation to the house of God and Jesus died for righteousness. He didn't die for no slander. Come on, preacher. Righteousness. Right. Holiness. That's what he died for. But we compromising Christianity, compromising righteousness for worldly gain. When you close your eyes, you ain't going to take now piece of it with you. Now dollar you're getting from it, you can't take it with you. They'll use some of it to bury you with you, but the rest of it going to be left back here. Is it worth it? Is your soul worth it? 
Is your salvation worth the cost of what you're doing for them little $23, $33? Is your soul worth it? Seek God. Turn from your wicked ways. Stop putting a mockery against God's house. When God placed leaders, you're supposed to be chasing after God, not man. Not man. You don't probably be trying to do what the world is doing. Jesus didn't follow them. He followed the leading guidance of his father. Yes, and he said, when you follow me, take up your cross daily. So whatever burden, whatever you're going through daily, he said, pick it up and come to me. Follow me. Don't follow man. Man can't help you. Follow me, Jesus. That's who we're supposed to be following. That's who we're supposed to be modeling ourselves after. Our only true and living God. Who gave his life for the sins of this here world. Because me, myself, seeing what going on in this world, I wouldn't have took nine strike. Not even for myself. I wouldn't have did all right, it. All right. I wouldn't have. Me and my baby watched the, the, the veg of the Christ the other day. And she was like, how did he take all of that for us? I wouldn't have did that. I said, me either. Not the way I see things going in this world. Even not the way I lived my life. I wouldn't have took now strike for me. I sure wouldn't have. I was like, oh, girl, I guess you're going on down there. I ain't finna take now strike for you. The beating that he bore for us, that we could sit up now and, and come over here and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. And living like them out there, doing what they're doing, and they sitting back laughing and making jokes now, calling the false prophets. It ain't no false prophet. They have walked in their own shoes. They're speaking words out of their own will. It's not the will of God. It's what they heart, their hearts wanted. So they spoke it and called it true and said it's God. Amen. That's what they've done. But it ain't God. Because you can tell it ain't God because if it ain't coming to pass, hey, hello, somebody wake up. It ain't come. What you said ain't coming to pass. It ain't going to happen. Nine days here, four years. So what y'all said, repent, because it ain't coming to pass. That was a lie that you spoke out of your own will. It wasn't the will of God. It was your will. And you spoke it and said, thus says the Lord, the devil is a liar. Stop using God's name in vain. Stop lying on the Lord because the Lord is not in it. The Lord is not in hatred. The Lord is not in bitterness and strife and division. That's not God. He's a righteous God. He's a righteous judge. And he judged Jess. And he want us to walk in that same newness. Jess. Be Jess children of God. Be children that fear him. Even if he's your family member. Stand for righteousness. It doesn't matter. You want to make friends or you want to do what God wants you to do. I'd rather do what God say do. And if you're mad at me for doing what God said, do, oh well. At least I got it right with him. You be mad. You're going to get over that. Because I ain't going to conform to your mess. I'm standing right here and I'm going to say, this is what God said. I believe what God said. So if you don't like what I'm saying, how I feel about it, and I ain't conforming to you, he told me to be transformed once I got over here. He didn't say be conformed to your will and your way. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. 
He just say stick with that same mind you had out there. So anything and everything goes. The devil is a liar. Not in my house. Not in God's house. It can't stay the same. People and children of God that you call yourself righteous, live it. Live it. Act like you know. Even if, like pastor said, I'd rather lose friends than to have an angry God against me. Even with your children, your grandchildren, even with your spouse, it brings division. It says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So if you're walking in the will of God and your spouse, he or she is not walking in the will of God, so what you going to do? Stop walking in the will of God? Stop following the spouse because, hey, I took vows? That's not how it's supposed to go. Stay over here. Keep on walking and following God. Keep that spouse covered in prayer. And in God's timing, if that child is a child of God, God will chastise them and they will run on over here and join Amen. forces right with you. Amen. But if that child not being chastised, hello, that ain't a child of God. Because he chases after his own and he chastises his own. So you better get the prayer a little harder. And that God will have mercy on that spouse. And that God will press forth that, that spouse's will for that spouse to come on over here and join forces with you. And y'all can walk together in unity. Because it's all about God's will, not my will, not man's will. And it ain't about your will. It's God's. So seek him. Seek him. Seek to walk in righteousness. And if you have to get up every day and ask the Lord, forgive me. I do it anyways. I do it during the day. Lord, forgive me for anything that I may do today. Yes, Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Things that I'm conscious of and things I'm not conscious of. Knowingly and unknowingly. Please forgive me. Amen. Guard my heart. Keep it out. I don't, I don't want it to set up root in there because I don't want it to slip up on you. Yes, and you'll be walking in and be like, oh, goodness, how did I get here? Only God. It's by the grace and mercy of God that God will keep you. But you got to want to be kept. Amen. Amen. He ain't going to force it on you. You got to want it. It's simple as that. Because until I came into the real knowledge of God, I used to say I wanted it. But I didn't want it because my actions showed that I did because I was having a good time out there. And then I come, sometime I came to church hungover. And be sitting up there all dressed up and made up with a mask on. Get on out, go on home, eat and go to bed, sleep it off, wait till the next time. Wasn't doing nothing but hurting and fooling myself. But when I got a made up mind that I didn't care who didn't like it, who was against it, I'm going to serve him and I'm going to do it right. And I said, Lord. I need you to help me. I need you to guide me. I can't do it on my own. I need to see something that I can focus on that's right. Because I saw a whole lot of ugliness. And that was not right in God's house. And it's a shame before God that that mess went on in God's house. I even seen a, a deacons at one church I went start going to. I seen the deacons come against the pastor because the pastor was preaching over the time they thought he should preach. And I watched them tell him, and I'm like, what are they doing? And the pastor look over and they're like, and I'm like, oh, they telling him to stop preaching. And I'm like, wow, I ain't no preach. The, the members can do that to the pastor. But they did that. 
Every week they, I watch them do that. And then one Sunday, the, the preacher said, forget y'all. I'm going to keep I'm keep preaching. And the man kept preaching. Honey, that week, they came together to boot him out the church. Mm. Blew my mind. They boot him out the church because he did not listen at the deacons. Mm. The first lady called me and said, could you please come to the meeting because we need votes. They're trying to vote the preacher. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't get down with that kind of mess in the church. I pray for y'all, but I, I, I can't come. Mm -hmm. I ain't go back from that day to this day. I don't know what went on. I'm like, you know what? Y'all got that kind of stuff going on in God's house. I don't want to be a part of it. And I left. And I didn't go back to church for a long time after that because I'm like, I have never seen that kind of mess before. And those men was faithful. Them deacons was faithful, but they were strong. They, they were bond together. And I mean, they don't like what's going on. You got to go. So anytime you think you can come in God's house and kick out the leader of God's house, ooh, the devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. The devil is a liar. You gonna, they're going to answer for what they did to that pastor. They're going to answer for that. But in this house, God birthed this ministry through one servant. And he picks and chooses through the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit who can be over the house in his absence. He does it with the leading of God. Amen. Only one servant, and that's Brian Keith Hill Sr. Amen. And we all follow after him because he's a man that walks in righteousness. He's a man that walks with the fear of God, and he's a just man. That's why I follow him. Because if I saw him doing some of that stuff I seen him, them other ones do, I'd have been left. Mm -hmm. But I sit here because this is a house that God, I know God dwells in it. Amen. I know he do. Amen. Ain't nobody got to tell me. I know he does. Because I have experienced it for my own self. Amen. I know it. And I know he dwells in the heart of the leadership over this here ministry. Because I watch every last one of them. Every one of them that got titles, I watch. And I know the ones that are walking with the Lord. And I know the ones that have the fear of God in them. And I know the ones that is righteous and just, just like the leadership over the house. That's why I stick around. Because I need to be under somebody that's going to walk the way God say walk. When you're following God, you can't go wrong. Are you perfect? No, you're not. But you get up every day trying to get to perfection. Because when you close your eyes here, the only way you're going to get in them doors up there, honey, is your heart got to be right. Amen. Only way. Amen. Don't get up there and say, ooh, I did everything. I prophesied, and I prophesied, and I healed, and I raised the dead. And get up there and God be like, who are you? What's your name? Because I don't know you. You can go on down the other road because I don't know you. Wouldn't that be a shame? Jesus. Wouldn't that be awful mm. to live here, be in church 30, 40, 50 years, 10 years, and leave this earth and get before the Lord and be like, oh, yes, I'm going home. And get up there like, uh, where my key, my robe? Where your name at? Flip it through the pages. I'm sorry, we can't find her name. Yeah, you know, I, I'm that one. I'm that one. I'm her. I, I lay hands on the sick. I preach your word. You did? Oh, what day was that? Uh, it's not written. 
I don't want that to happen to me. So I don't care who don't like it. I ain't perfect by a long shot, baby, let me tell you. But what I can tell you, every day I get up, I ask the Lord to lead and guide me. Amen. Don't let me do things that's going to be displeasing to him. And when I know I'm pleasing to him, I know I'm going to please everything else around me. Mm -hmm. Satan ain't going to never be pleased by what you said and doing. Mm -hmm. So I ain't going to try to please him. So he got some stuff going on that you own that thing by yourself. Because I'm going to pray for you according to God's will. I ain't going to pray the way you want me to pray for you. But I'm going to pray according to God's will for your mess. But I'm going to stay focused, rooted, and grounded. My soul is anchored in the Lord, and I ain't letting you take it away. Nobody. You don't got to like it. You ain't taking it away. So fear God. Yes, Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Stand for righteousness. Amen. Never ever compromise God's righteousness because Jesus did not. He could have easily walked on out that garden, but he didn't. In agony and distress of what he was getting ready to experience, he said, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. And that is my desire. Not my will, but let your will be done in my life. It may not feel good. It might not look good. But let your will be done. Let me keep my focus on you, who is the source of it all. You're the reason for everything. I don't care how hard it may be. Jesus is the reason. And if he have allowed it, trust me, it ain't to hurt you. It's to build you and to mold you and to press out that stuff that's in you that shouldn't be there. And then he would take it and work it out for your good. Amen? Amen. Only God. Only God. Only God. Seek God, people. Children, those of you saying that I am a child of the Most High, act like it. Be a light in that darkness out there. Be a light and bring unity and love, and stop accepting division and discord. It's not of God. It would never work, and it would never prosper. I give God all the glory. I give him all the honor and praise, and I thank him for allowing me to share our conversation, that he brought peace into my life, into my spirit, because of the stress that I was under thinking about how divided we as his children are. And it's sad. It's really sad. It ripped the think sitting and thinking about it, it just really had me in tears. I was crying because I just couldn't understand it. But I thank him. He's the center of my joy because you know what? I welcome him in here to do just that. I welcome him to be that 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 center of my joy. He's the source of my strength. And he is my peace. My God. I can call him my father because he's that. Jesus is my big brother who sit there and intercedes on for me every single day because Lord knows I need it. When you're living right, you're going to be up under so many attacks, but you know what? God got your back. Don't give up. Don't give in because the devil can't win. He already defeated, already lost. Focus on your source and watch God do it. Amen. Give God praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
glory to God. He is faithful, he is sovereign, and he is holy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your peace and thank you for your strength. Because you are the center of my joy. You are the center of my joy. When things come against me, I know that you are right there to fight for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What a mighty God we serve. There's nobody like him, honey. Woo. We're going to do. Amen, baby. Amen. See, even a child know how to say amen and praise God. Amen. We're going to do tithes and offering. And those of you who want to give, you can give by PayPal, tkhroffice at gmail.com. Or you can give text to give, 844-981-2759. Quick and fast. You can try it out. Or PayPal. Give until it's just satisfied. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Let us all stand for this. Miss Glory to God. <laughs> Give to your heart feel joyful. Hey, hallelujah. I'm going to leave you guys with, the, <laughs> with these words of the good old gospel singer, Richard Smallwood. Jesus. You're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. Hallelujah. You're the strength of my contentment. Oh, for all that I do. Jesus. You're the center of my joy. Hallelujah. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us shalom, peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Givelify app by downloading Givelify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to... 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. 
We are the King's Healing Room, and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.